Welcome to the Painfully Faithful Podcast with Maria McCard. The inspiration for this podcast came from a time not that long ago when my life turned upside down. I was diagnosed with a spinal tumor, which led me on a journey of needing to relearn to walk. During that time, my faith was tested like never before. Thank you for joining me on this journey as we learn and relearn to walk with God through life's most difficult moments. Let's walk together. And today I have the most special guest with me today, my husband Cash. And we're so excited to be here for my first episode, Painfully Changed. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I've never done a podcast before, but uh, I'm excited to be a part of this journey. And it is a journey that we'll all get a chance to take with you. And I'm excited about that because I feel like me too. we have a lot to learn together. So thanks for having me. All right, so well, let me ask this question. What is yeah. Painfully Faithful? I know you already said it in the, the little intro video, but tell yeah. us a little bit about what, what is Painfully Faithful all about? It's just about life. You know, life brings all these twists and turns. And for me, it was health and chronic pain related, but I know there's so many other things that life brings our way that are just hard and painful. And I'm just thankful that we could be we could have hope through it. We could find faith through it. We could even find joy through it. And so this is just about uh, not giving up and knowing we're alone when life just is life and brings its un- unexpected twists and turns. So I know that the podcast is called Pain- Pain- Painfully Faithful, but today yeah. we're going to be talking about being painfully changed. Yes. Which, what's that all about? <laughs> what's, why, why, what is that? What does it have to do with being painfully faithful? Well, for me, what really uh, changed for me uh, was, you know, chronic pain. And but before that, just having uh, a health unexpected uh, health challenges. You know, we were living our dream. We were in Madrid, Spain as missionaries. And then all of a sudden, one day I had terrible back pain that led to not being able to walk. And that just brought me on this journey of I could I could be grateful and thankful while go- going through pain. And it's been such a crazy journey full of so many ups and downs, but it really has changed who I am. Yeah. Going, through, going through the hard times, it, if we don't give up and we stay the course, it changes us yeah. for the better. And that's what this is all about, that... Even when life changes like that, snap of a finger, that we don't have to give up. We don't have to crumble. That we could overcome and we could be changed for the better through it. God has a plan for sure. All right. So obviously we know spinal tumor. Yeah. Crazy life change. Yeah. What was life like for the McCargs before the diagnosis? What were we up to? What was going on? We were living the dream. We, we were uh, ministers in Baltimore, in Boston, and we had this dream that we were praying about to be missionaries overseas. And we got to see that come true by going to Madrid, and our kids were two and four. When we went, it was crazy. Now when I look at pictures of how little they were, we packed up all of our bags and their toys and their stuffies, and we went on this missionary journey 
to Madrid and we were <laughs> just experiencing daily adventures with being overseas and serving the church there in Madrid and we were there for about a year before I unexpectedly just had back pain that led to me not being able to walk and needing immediate attention. Yeah, it was a crazy time. Just Crazy. <laughs> I remember us feeling like the culmination of years of prayer. Finally, we were in Spain. We had been there for, like you said, a little over a year. And then all of a sudden, one day, everything changed. And it didn't change. You know, it's funny because you woke up one day and you just had a little bit of minor back pain. But then over the course of the next several weeks, that minor pain became much more major. Yeah. What was that? What was that like? Um, that was scary. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know. I mean, we were in Madrid and not like we had barely conversational Spanish. And so trying in my broken Spanish to explain that I had back pain and that it was getting worse and it was quickly leading to my legs and not being able to walk and but Cash really came to my rescue of helping plead with the doctors that led me to get an um, emergency MRI. But it was definitely a crazy time, feeling yeah. like it was hard to explain what was going on. I knew my body. I knew what was happening. It wasn't just uh, minor back pain and threw my back out. And so that was super crazy. But it led to me being really thankful when... Uh, we did finally get help. There was a doctor that spoke some broken English and he was able to help us and get an MRI and realize that I did have a tumor in my spinal column that required emergency surgery so yeah. I didn't be paralyzed. And yeah, that's how we got to Boston in like 24-hour notice was back in Boston and in the emergency room figuring out what to do next. Yeah, I remember the doctors trying to explain to us the diagnosis. <laughs> And I remember thinking to myself, this is hard enough to understand the diagnosis in English. Medical terms. All the medical terminology in, in English. Yeah. Let alone in Spanish. And I remember that it was, I remember there was a look on their face of shock. Mm. As yeah. it was kind of sinking in for us a little bit. And what was it like for like those next, that next day and a half? I mean, obviously you said we, we, we went back to the apartment. I think you, you know, we prayed. We, we thought about it, but then what was it like? How did we get to the decision? We, we got to go back to Boston and we got to go get some some uh, some really serious, like why did we do that? <laughs> I, I definitely remember coming back from the clinic after we got this diagnosis and realizing we had to do something quick and we didn't have time um, to wait on it. And just sitting in our apartment like, okay, we're in Madrid and I have a spinal tumor. <laughs> And our two and four-year-old kids are sleeping in the next room. Yeah. What do we do? And, you know, I'm just thankful that we have friends and family um, here um, back in the States yeah. that we were able to call one of our really good friends, a doctor, that we were able to call and get some medical advice. Because yeah. at the time, with the um, just the MRI, they couldn't tell if it was cancer or not. And so not knowing what my treatment would be, yeah. which is why we decided to come back to the States, not knowing how long the treatment would be and knowing that wherever I had surgery could be where I was for a long time and mm. like just how difficult it was to explain um, yeah. in my broken Spanish, not knowing what was ahead. So it was crazy, uh, but just yeah. seeing God continually take care of us every step of the way helped me be grateful knowing that I was now getting treatment. Yeah. So we get on an airplane. 
We fly okay. home with our kids. Um, we get checked into the emergency room because that yeah. was the advice we got. Let's go. To, we went to an emergency room, a very good hospital in Boston. And they basically say, oh, this is worse than you realized. There is a tumor. It's crushing your spinal cord. It's inside of your, your column itself. And you got to come back and get emergency surgery. I think it was something like two days later. That was life changing. Yes. Uh, how did you handle that news? Um, well, right now, hearing that news, I have a pit in my stomach. <laughs> yeah. Brings back some crazy moments. Um, at the time, I honestly was um, not listening to everything the doctor was saying because I knew I had no choice. No. You know, I just prayed that whatever would come next would take care of the problem, um, but not take my life. And that was just my prayer. And so I was able to be grateful um, just that I was getting treatment and knowing that, like, I just really believed. I I mean, I feel like I was in so much pain and so weak at that point of not being able to walk that I was just, um, I feel like I had no choice but to be hopeful that uh, the surgery would uh, just help me be better. Yeah. So they scheduled it for surgery a couple days later. Can I tell the story about going? Okay. Sure. Yeah. I remember uh, this, this is just a testament to, I feel like, God working in your life. You know, for those of you who don't know, Maria is like a big time fall leaf peeping My extraordinaire. <laughs> and she loves pumpkin spice lattes. On the way to the hospital, <laughs> I remember the sun was coming up. I got you a pumpkin spice latte to try to bring you some comfort because that's about all I knew how to do at the time. And we're driving it, and I am as nervous as you can imagine. But you were so, like, cool (laughs) and calm and collected on the way in. And I remember you saying, I can't wait to see how God is going to use this to help other people. Mm. And that's just been your attitude through the whole thing. I mean, it's not always been easy, and there's Mm -hmm. been difficulty, and but you've really allowed what you've gone through and what we've gone through as a family and even your current pain that you still deal with on a daily basis to be a life lesson for yourself that you can pass on to others. And I think that's really what this podcast is a result of in a lot of ways is just you trying to pass some of this wisdom on to other people who are going through a hard time. I remember when we went down to the hospital. How long was the surgery supposed to be? I think they said... uh, It was about to be like... It was supposed to be like four or five hours, I think. Yeah. End up being double like nine, that. Yeah. Yeah, nine hours. And it was like twelve hours before I got to see you with yeah. all the um, prep yeah. and all that. And why was it so much longer? That's probably the you know. Yeah. So the tumor um, had done a lot more damage than they realized, which mm. they just didn't know till they got there, got in there. And um, I know I don't like talking about all the medical details, but. Uh, it was definitely uh, just, yeah, and more invasive surgery, and the tumor caused a lot more uh, damage to my spinal cord and to the nerves than they realized. And uh, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a longer process than we thought. Yeah. And after I had surgery, it was like um, two days before I realized that I couldn't feel, I couldn't walk. I was... Mm. Uh, I realized a, sec- a second surgery. Yes, and I did, I did have to have a second emergency surgery. It was a crazy time, yeah. uh, crazy time. But after all of that is when, because uh, I, I knew I had no feeling on the right my right leg, but then that's when I realized that I couldn't walk. And yeah. um, 
that instead of going home in a few days like we originally thought, yeah. that I'd be going to a rehab hospital to relearn to walk. And that's when the uh, reality of my new reality, I should say, hit me. And that's when I really started to feel sad. You know, I think before that, I was just so grateful to be able to get help. And I was like, God is with me. And then I was in this rehab hospital by myself uh, for almost four weeks without you and the kids. Totally missing you guys. And I would just wake up in the middle of the night crying, just missing my family and wondering what life would be like. And it was so hard. Three hours a day, physical therapy relearn to walk but what really got me through that time um was god's word and through that i've just learned that uh, that god is my anchor i mean i i knew that before which is why in that like desperate moment the only thing i could think of what is what is a scripture that's going to help me to stay hopeful and not give up because if i give up like what hope do my kids have of of their mom being able to, to play with them and walk with them and so I found this scripture, Psalm 61, in mm. verse 5, that talks about God as my rock and my rest and my refuge. And I just read it over and over again to help me to go to God in my sadness, yeah. to help me to, to, to find joy through the pain, to help me to, to find hope and despair. And that's how I, that's how I became changed, yeah. was even now when I... When the pain is excruciating, I mean, it's been over six years and I have a damaged spinal cord, so I still have chronic pain. Yeah. And in those moments of despair, of going to God's word to find comfort, to not give up yeah. uh, for me, for my family, uh, for those around me, uh, yeah. just, to, just to not give up. And, and that time really helped me uh, just develop that kind of faithful attitude to yeah. turn to God and to his word in those deepest, darkest, saddest moments. Yeah. I remember our life was turned completely upside down. Uh, All of our dreams that we had felt like they were being dashed away. And then all of a sudden, um, we were going through this really difficult time. But I also remember feeling this comfort watching you handle it with such grace. And Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, there was times when we'd show up but the rehab hospital, the kids yeah. and I would show up. I would be totally exhausted. <laughs> yeah. The kids just couldn't wait to see mommy. And I remember telling them even before we get there, like, hey, remember mommy's, mommy can't walk. You have to be careful. But then we'd walk in the room and you were, you know, big smile. And you would say things like, oh, I've been up since four. I've been reading scriptures and watching the sunrise. And help us understand a little bit of like, what? What helped you in those deepest, darkest moments of recognizing I can't walk, but I have to do something? How did you get there? Um, I mean, uh, that's hard to explain. <laughs> you know, like it was like this intense sadness and pain like I'd yeah. never felt before. Yeah. And I think just so many years prior to that of reading my bible and praying Mm. is what prepared me for that moment yeah where i was like i have no other choice but to find hope and my source of hope comes from god and his word and from jesus yeah and that that's where that's i felt like i had no other choice yeah but to turn to god you know like I, i i just yeah like giving up wasn't an option like i just was like 
I, I have no other choice. Yeah. And I feel like that that's something that's kind of stuck with me. And an attitude, I, I honestly, I feel like sometimes I get tripped up in the small things and I try to remember that attitude, yeah. you know, of, of staying painfully changed, of like, I, we have no other choice. You know, I have yeah. no other choice but to turn to God when, when life throws a curveball. Yeah. I cannot imagine what our life would be like going through all that without God. Uh, our kids are better off today uh, because of it. I'm a better man because of it. And I, I would never want you to have to go through that if I had the choice. But I'm really grateful that you decided to be painfully faithful. Mm. Thanks, so. honey. Now I'm going to start crying. Uh. <laughs> but, uh. Uh, but thanks for having us today. Thanks for having me on as your special guest. And uh, yeah, just I'm looking forward to learning more as we, as we continue this together. Thanks. Me too. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today and Cash for episode one, Painfully Changed. And uh, hopefully it's been inspiring to you. And please uh, subscribe to my YouTube page, Painfully Faithful. And you can follow me, Maria McCarg, on Instagram. And I'll be dropping a new episode every two weeks. And by giving you some encouragement and inspiration along the way. And so just thank you for tuning in and being with me in this journey. And I'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.